I'm not asking to speak on behalf of anyone besides yourself. And my question to you, Phil, is having had your entire career in adventure and experiential education here in the United States, and yet a lot of your life not in the United States, what are some things that most American facilitators do that feels odd to you because you are not American. Does that sound insensitive? <laughs> I mean, like from a from a cultural perspective, what are some things you're like, wow, this would never happen at home? I don't know if it's an American thing. I mean, it's like overly stereotypical, but like America from the outset when I was coming, when I was in England, felt like very hot, like Hollywood in England. Like it's, it's the thing that like English comedy and the difference between American comedy and English comedy, English comedy tends to be like darker and drier. But in England, I don't consider, I know I wouldn't have seen it as dark. It's the same way. If I think it, this is a food related thing in this country, there are so many, it's so the food is sweet and spicy. Like that for an American palate, when you go to England, you think all the food is dull. But as an English person growing up, I never thought that. I didn't eat this stuff and think, wow, this doesn't taste. In fact, those tastes are stuff I crave that I can't seem to get here. Everything kind of spicier or sweeter. And I wonder, and I think that maybe in the style of facilitation, it's always like elevated. There's, there was um, someone, I can't, I'm blanking on who, but someone said in a workshop I attended, during the COVID, this note, this phrase, socially aspirational emotions. So like happiness, everyone wants to aspire to that because if you see someone walking down the street and they're all happy, you you feel great about it. But if you're sad, you don't want to see someone crying. You know, like that's why people apologize for crying. I think that that is, even though of course it happens in the, in England, almost to a massive degree when it comes to emotions because this whole stiff upper lip thing. I think that there is. Toxic positivity. I'm keep using new, fr- more, more and more phrases, but <laughs> I think toxic positivity is a very American ideal. I think that it's a it's a universal experience in the states. Whereas, and of course, there's the other side of things, and there's also tons of negativity. But it's almost seen like you can't mention it. If I was to say something bad about America in some way, it's it's taken very strongly by people. Like. In in England, I seem to rem- I don't know. You give each other you give each other stick. That's I don't. Is that an English phrase? It's essentially you give each other. Uh, you're mean to each other. I don't know. There's a very English thing of like we would call it taking the piss as well. I don't. It's different than urination, of course. That's this is, this is uh, taking the piss out of someone is teasing them for something. But even now, like as I facilitate, I energy is a consideration, so I want to be like heightened. But I also have this lens of like, I don't necessarily like the stories because I think people see past. Or so like, I don't see the point of like, all right, we got crossing from this side to this side because there's alligators. Like what, what's, what's the lesson I'm teaching you? Or what's the, am I going to try to draw something from that story? Or can I, why can't I just say you're trying to get from one side to the other and just don't touch the ground? Like I know that for others, it's like they use it to encourage. I understand it. And I've seen people present those things and it works really well but i also can't come into a like i came into a work the workshop like on the second day of this workshop and i had a really poor night's sleep and i wasn't going to try to fake i wasn't tired like people came in and, I, and they were like how are you and i was like i'm feeling rough i'm tired 
I hope you are good energy because my energy sucks. And I just was like, said that to the group, but I just don't sometimes see that. And I can't mention that I'm like having a bad day. As I'm hearing you share, it reminds me of the challenge of when we talk in general about like an American approach, an English approach, like, of course, that doesn't account for all the different individual personalities and styles. So it's dangerous to like, talk about a whole country's approach to something. So I get that. So with that in mind, I'm going to ask you to think about the trainings that you've done. Can you think of a situation where you've been like, oh, you know what, the way that I, like the environment in which I grew up, or that I'm currently living is making it difficult, or there's some kind of barrier in me reaching this person because they came from whether it's a country that has a completely different culture. So I'm not talking about personalities necessarily, but like, oh, this is not socially acceptable in this environment. And you have to sort of readjust something. Can you think of any time that that's happened? Yeah, cursing. In England, we curse more freely. In this country, it's it's not. So this is very much cultural. If at any point my daughter get, if I get called by the teacher because my daughter cursed, I'll know it's because of me. I won't. It won't be like, oh, who's the bad influence in the in this class? Like, it's gonna have been me, because I just I say stuff that like, I de- that doesn't have meanness attached to it, but it's just like that's a word, like the f word as an example. And I won't use it because we'll get ex- put made explicit on on this episode. If I say it, I can say it without it being mean. Whereas the word in this country is bad. In England, the context of the use of the word is bad. So if you stub your toe and you say the F word, no big deal. If I say F you, there's a big deal. But in this country, it's it's all the word. So I think that they, I think that has changed like the way that I say stuff. But I'll be honest, like I still like will say will curse occasionally with adult groups. And I, I, I did it. I did get it in an email one time that someone was, uh, you know, upset that I had said a word, and it might have just been the S word. And I say it just the S word, but I know for some people that's a bigger deal than others. But that I think has been a challenge culturally, is is the language. I think like there's a lot of benefit. Like my accent is always going to give me like a, a benefit, and I don't, I don't like that to be honest. I'd rather people judge me for my actual abilities rather than like, oh, you're from England. But like the words I've used have had, I, I have had to change. Like if I go back to England, people don't, they're like, oh, look at you. You've changed your American now. But like if you're an American listens to me, they'll think I'm English. It makes me want to sort of get together. And I'm sure we go to conferences where this is possible and have several different countries represented and ask the question, how is facilitation in some of the practices that we espouse and some of the theories that are we all familiar with? really coming from an American-centric perspective and are therefore maybe not considering other things, right? I've certainly had participants from different parts of the world where I'm like, yeah, go ahead and try this. Make mistakes. It's fine. And they're like, where we're from, it's totally not okay to make mistakes. You either do it perfect or you're bad. And like, I've missed the mark a few times with sort of assuming that like everyone's on board with the like, just try it out. It's okay to fail. And I think that we talk about that from a philosophical perspective, but where I'm interested in thinking about sparked by this conversation is like, where does, where do we also asking people to override in terms of the culture that they were raised in? Right. And like for you to talk about the sort of the, the rah, rah and the positivity of American culture, I a hundred percent relate to that. And I think that does show up in our work a lot. 
There's also a really like, and I, we work in this world of like having these conversations about facilitation and the, and all the benefits in, I can, I can still perceive that if I took some of this stuff back to England, like, cause the question I've had people in my group who have like, we don't do this stuff in England or we don't, you know, this doesn't exist. And like, Oh, if you went to England, you could start a business and start this stuff. I don't think I could to the extent where I feel like still the stuff we do here would be considered touchy feely. I don't perceive it. I think that facilitation, when I, when you Google facilitators and there are other play people out there from different parts of the world out there, the way that they facilitate, the way that they even define facilitation is different than maybe how we, I think an American facilitation would be centered much more around play. Whereas a, maybe a European facilitation might be centered more on facilitating conversation and using things to elicit more opportunities to talk and where we might be more playful, even though it's facilitation, it doesn't seem, it doesn't feel the same way. And it might be with the clients they work with, like there's maybe a difference between corporate and, and the camp world. But because I think that summer camp is a part of this culture in this country, that I think playfulness is also partly a little bit more accepted in a larger world than maybe in those other countries. That's a really good point. I mean, that, at least from the way I was raised up to this industry, I really can't separate like the industry that I'm in and like summer camp, you know, like they're so intertwined. And I realize that summer camp in the way that we describe it on this podcast is a very American phenomenon. Well, thanks for taking a stab at that question. I look forward to asking it of other folks that I encounter from other parts of the world, which I don't often do at this time of year, but certainly during summer camp training season. Maybe it's just a question of like, how is my style like at odds with how you were raised? I kind of rambled at some point during that, but I was very much, I was trying to thoughting it. Yeah, that's what I was hoping for. That was me asking you a question and hoping you would run with it. So I ran with it. I ran mm. somewhere, hopefully in a destination that is helpful, or I could have just run straight into a garbage dump. Do you want to do your sign off? Thank you for listening to another episode of Myself and Lisa featuring myself and Phil. Thanks for listening to Vertical Playcast. And then what about, thanks for listening to High Fives Podcast. Can you do it? Okay, try. Thanks for giving. I think I'll pass the guy. <laughs>